You're listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with Ioni Butler. Join me every Tuesday to hear conversations with remarkable guests on a wide range of topics. The goal with this podcast is to introduce you to new ideas and techniques that will inspire and uplift you. Today, let's talk about working smarter, not harder with Kimmy and Pua. You don't have to work all day long. Yeah. You don't have How to. How about that? Yeah. Right? Like you can work a couple hours a day and then go have fun, let the money come in and no guilt needs to be yeah. attached to that, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of the first thing is really just setting a, an intention and a mindset that it's okay to work smarter and not harder and make lots of money and have lots of fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today's episode is another one from our archives, and I wanted to talk on this topic for a second because it's something that is coming up for me quite a lot at the minute. There's this interesting thing that happens for me where whatever it is that I need to work on or I'm looking into, things just keep presenting themselves, and I either keep watching things or seeing things or reading books about that topic, and it just keeps coming to me. It's as if the universe is saying, you must listen to this and pay attention. Recently, it was about finances and investing. Everything that I was reading and watching and consuming just kept hammering home this one message about being mindful of my finances and being smart with my money and what to do. And the current topic that the universe is bashing me over the head with is all about less is more. It started while I was away in Hawaii over the month of October and I was working with a coach and speaking to her about all these different things that I have going on and how it was very overwhelming. And she advised me to really pull back and take a look at everything that I have going on and really cut out the things that aren't serving me that take up a lot of time and really look for sort of the essential things and, and figure out what it is that I really want to be doing. When I got back to LA, certain income streams had started to dry up. And again, I really had to take stock and look at what I was doing, the things I was investing my time in that weren't giving me a return. There was a lot of stuff that I was doing, especially for uplifting content. I put all these hours and time and money into it, and it actually doesn't often give me that much back. And so I really just had to stop and get smart about it. Then a friend recommended a really fantastic book to me called The Essentialist by Greg McCowan. And it's fantastic. It's about essentialism and finding the most necessary things to do and cutting out all the noise, all the rubbish, all the stuff that just takes up time, isn't necessary and doesn't help get us towards our goals. So then when it came to choosing an episode to republish for this week's Uplifting Content podcast, I just randomly went back through the list and just saw Kimmy and Pooers and I was like, oh, I remember that one's a good one. Only to realize that, again, this is exactly the type of thing that I need to be hearing right now. So if anyone else out there is feeling a little bit overwhelmed, wants to simplify things, make life a little bit easier for yourself, this episode is for you. Today's guests, Kimmy and Pua, were drawn together by a calling, a burning desire to help people fall in love with their businesses and their lives. These fitness trainers turned business coaches believe there are too many entrepreneurs with big dreams to serve the world in badass, amazing ways that end up feeling like it would be easier to just quit and go back to a real job. In this episode, we spoke about the story of how they met and why they started their podcast, the evolution of their business from their original podcast to what it is now, what it means to work smarter, not harder, and ways to do that, understanding the difference between what's important and what's urgent, how time management isn't the issue, but the lack of inspiration in the corporate world is. A system to evaluate if something is efficient and aligned with what you want. How Kimmy and Pua work together and keep communication lines open. How to show up as the very best version of yourself in work. How planning kills overwhelm. 
how to work when you have a chronic illness, and so much more. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. I'd love to hear what you think of this week's episode or any others, so feel free to reach out to me on social media and let me know what you think. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ioni Butler. If you enjoy the show, a great way for you to support it that doesn't cost anything at all is to simply share it with people who you think would like it. Subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks as always and enjoy the show. Kimmy Morton and Pua P. Thanks for joining me today. How are you? <laughs> Great. How are you? I'm excellent. Thanks. Uh, we've been trying trying new new alternatives with Pua's last name because it's quite long. <laughs> so love to hear your comments on Pua P. I think that's fantastic branding. We'll see what everyone else thinks. <laughs> I'll also accept Consuela Banana Hammock. That's the best one. I'm a massive Friends fan. I was just listening to your last um, podcast interview with that really awesome chick, the woman in real estate. Oh, yeah. And there were more Facebook references in that episode. So we can, sorry, not Facebook, friends references. So we can (laughs) reference friends all the long live day. Um, (laughs) So um, what I love guests to do is just to start by um, just telling us about yourselves and your story, um, whichever you want to share, really, your journey, how you guys came to working together and what you do. Sure. Well, thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. So fun. Pua and I, we met originally as fitness trainers. So we were in the fitness world for a while and uh, we began working together, getting to know each other as we uh, taught uh, boot camp classes, you know, like yeah. drop down, push ups, burpees, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it was really fun. We loved it. It was a, a really uh, enjoyable job. And what we loved so much was working with clients that would come through the gym and, you know, they would come to us with these fitness challenges or, or health issues that they wanted to, you know, goals that they had. And what we found was that there was, of course, always so much more going on. And so Pua and I are, we, we share many, many traits. And one is this like uh, passion for problem solving. And so we really love to get together and kind of figure out like what's going on with people that they feel uh, this dissatisfaction with their life. And we know that this is not just about the physical self. There's so much more going on. It's the mental, it's the emotional, it's the spiritual. It's some type of lack of alignment in their life that is making things more challenging for them to reach their goals, wherever their goals are, whether it be in fitness or in other areas of their life. So Pua and I would spend hours trying to dissect this and figure it out. And we're like, okay, why don't we have a podcast? And so we we are big fans of podcasting and, and technology. We love to geek out on that kind of stuff. So we thought, well, let's just have a podcast together. It'll be fun. And it really did just start out as like a fun side hustle, a platform for us to talk about things that went beyond just eat more protein, drink more water. (laughs) And it was so fun. And what we found was as we worked together, Together and we came together each week connecting in, you know, figuring out how to podcast, figuring out what we really love to talk about. We began to recognize that, wow, this is actually turning into a business for us and something that we, it's our passion. We are needing to find ourselves in better alignment with our soul's calling. So we decided to uh, turn this 
podcast into an actual business. And through many uh, forms of reinvention along the way, as it happens for many entrepreneurs, we now joyously serve. This is our, our podcast now is our second podcast. Mm. And we, we went through many years of coaching in the productivity realm of doing corporate coaching, coaching with one-on-one clients. And we, you talked about working smarter. That's like one of our favorite things ever is really uh, figuring out how to make the most of every beautiful day that we are given, how to um, yeah, really get done, not just more things, but the right things for us that are in alignment with our soul. And then <laughs> uh, our current uh, evolution of our business, we recognize that as entrepreneurs, we have some really unique challenges that that uh, happen for us every single day, right? As entrepreneurs, at, like being out there in the online space, it's important that uh, well, we we felt like, oh my gosh, this is now, this is what we want to do. We really want to focus on entrepreneurs and people that are building their business. So we bring together the wellness, the productivity coaching, all the business building that we've learned as entrepreneurs ourselves. And now we joyously serve entrepreneurs through either digital media creation or helping them to build their own beautiful, badass businesses. Very, very cool. And lots of great points to, to pick up on there that you were saying. One is the whole, that, um, that journey of discovery that you say that you went through and your business has taken on many forms. I had a really um, a fantastic chat with Kitty Waters a couple of weeks ago. And she was saying that like throughout life, through whatever it is that you're doing, these are things, little breadcrumbs that lead you to finding your purpose. And so I'm sure even with the training and like the connecting and like the working with people, all of that stuff kind of plays in and then you like to solve problems. And so now you're helping other people solve problems. And you don't always know at the beginning of the journey where you're going to go but I think it's a really fantastic point for everyone to remember out there because I know I'm still kind of in this like where am I going what am I doing phase and I know that a lot of other people are because they bring it up a lot in these chats um it's just to just pay attention to that stuff and keep exploring and go with what feels good and go with what you feel inspired by so really love that point um and then I forgot what the other point I was going to mention now because I just got so carried away with it Um, um and so now Oh, and so the podcast, so did you have, um, previously, was it like, a um, you know, Kimmy and Pua, they are, you people ask you questions and you kind of like solve problems. Was it, was it that type of thing? And now uh, that would have been a great idea. Oh. <laughs> we call it, we call it sparkle barf because it was like, whatever we were wanted to talk about, we would just be like, let's talk about that this week. And it's funny because like, think about whenever you start something new, it's uncomfortable. You don't know what you're doing. And it was kind of our first lesson together in taking inspired action without knowing anything about podcasting, without knowing anything about anything really. Um, And so we'd have these long lists of like research that we would do and, and like we would pretty much like read right off of our notes most of the time. And you listen to oh, the that podcast, sounds fun. <laughs> right? Like, and it, it was, it, there was banter, but it was very like, we just didn't really, we didn't know we didn't have our groove. And as we podcasted week after week, we got really comfortable and it was more and more fun. And, uh, it was still pretty much just us. We'd have friends on sometimes for interviews, but, um, now we don't, ever really use notes at all. And our, you know, it, it's, it's all about sharing, as you said, that journey of rediscovery. And, and for us now, our 
our true mission and what really lights us up is to encourage other people to like be okay with not knowing. Yeah. Be okay with not really having much of a, a five-year plan. And I think no one knows, mm. truly. No one really knows. But we like to pretend that we know because it looks good. And that's when we start to feel stuck. You know, we, we, we get on this path and we're like, well, I'm a doctor and I went to all this school, so I have to be a doctor. And that's not true. You don't have to be anything. You can reinvent any time. And no one needs to give you the permission to do that. You can do it whenever you want. So that's really our, the, the, this, this podcast is geared towards giving people the permission that they don't really need to take all of the actions that they need to take to live their best life ever. I like that. And it's interesting because as you were saying that about the um, kind of no one knows really what they want or where they like not having to know, because part of me was like, oh, actually, you know, I'm a firm believer of um, having an idea of a destination. I I use a a GPS analogy and that you put a destination in a GPS and as you're driving, you've got no idea where you're going, but eventually you get there. And so I kind of talk a lot about having an idea, but I don't think it has to be as rigid as I'm going to be a doctor. And then, you know, so I think we, we, we are saying the same thing. I think it's important to have a focus so that you've got direction and you can work towards things. But I also love your point at, at any time you can change direction, you can do whatever you want. And so it's about being open and listening to that calling and, and what feels right. So I love it. Cause I was like, I don't agree. Oh, actually, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, the, the, oh, no, go oh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I saw this great quote. Somebody just shared it with us and it was be fierce on your mission, but flexible in the details. And I love that so much. I feel like that kind of captures it. We're, we're big fans of setting intentions, but sometimes when we start doing this goal and we are recovering goal setters, we use the word all the time (laughs) and it's like about loosening the grip and not having that deep attachment to outcome. Yes. I totally agree with you there. A friend of mine years ago, about 10 years ago, gave me the whole work smart, not hard, Ioni, and because he's got lots of different side hustles and lots of, not even side hustles, but just business wise, he doesn't have to go to work every day to make money. And it really resonated with me. And I've sort of created a life for myself that's like that. And I kind of do want to share that idea with people because I feel it's so important for everyone to have that freedom. So for you ladies, what have you found? What are the ways that you kind of teach and have found to be able to work smarter, not harder. And, and what is that for like someone that might need a bit more explanation? <laughs> it's so funny. We never, we're never on video. So I, we're like giving each other the, the eye, like, are you going to do it? Am I going to do it? You going to do it? <laughs> um, so yeah, great question. And it's something that I think we all crave on the inside. And the other, the other kind of permission that we like to give people is like, you don't have to work all day long. Yeah. You don't have How to. How about that? Yeah. Right? Like you can work a couple hours a day and then go have fun, let the money come in, and no guilt needs to be yeah. attached to that. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's kind of the first thing is really just setting a, an intention and a mindset that it's okay to work smarter and not harder and make lots of money and have lots of fun. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, as Kimi said, we were productivity coaches for corporations for a long time. And we would kind of give people productivity strategies to get whatever work done that they needed to get done in the workday so that they could feel productive. But they were trapped in that eight-hour, you know, cubicle lifestyle 
for entrepreneurs, it's totally different because we love our business and we want to work and we work 14, 16, 18, 18 hours a day and we don't even realize it sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for entrepreneurs, it's almost flip-flopped where we have to talk people out of working. Um, And so one of the things that we love to teach is uh, a way to prioritize based on urgency and importance. Um, And so we help people to really understand what's what's important and what's urgent and what's not. Because a lot of times we get stuck in like those low-level tasks where we feel really busy, but it doesn't necessarily progress our business in the way that we want it to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we help people to really identify those. Can you outsource them? Can you hire a freelancer to do these little things so that you can spend your time serving your audience, engaging with your community, or spending time with your family, right? And so you know, there are little things like that. We could go on forever about little strategies, but that's kind of the gist to for entrepreneurs. And again, it's different for people who love what they do and people who mm. hate their jobs. Um, mm. But I think the bigger the bigger uh, vision here is really getting clear about how you want to spend your time and how you want to serve, and you know what lights you up. And then building the things based on that and not the other way around. Because the other place that entrepreneurs get stuck is they're like, okay, well, I have this idea. So I need a perfect website. I need a perfect everything else. And then I can serve. So Mm. we like to flip that upside down as well and say, what do you need to serve? What's the bare minimum? Can someone write you a check? Do you even need a place for people to give you a credit card yet? We Mm. can build that. But how can you serve today? And then what can we build around that to keep leveling up in alignment with your big vision, Ooh. right? Because how many people have spent you know, thousands of dollars on a website that doesn't necessarily align with their vision once they understand what that is? Mm. So when we work with people, the first thing that we do is we say, okay, here's a, here's a series of questions to get really, really clear about what it is that you want, what's your vibe, Who's your tribe and how do you want to live your life? Then we build the things around it. So that's a very good tangent. Sorry. No, it was a fantastic (laughs) one. I think that's a perfect way of working it because you're right. The first thing people do is spend all this time on a website and it's like, well, actually, what do you want? What are you doing? That's a much better way of doing it. Um, (laughs) I have a a question for you, which is kind of like can lead into an interesting discussion. How and is it possible? Because you're talking about, you know, working with entrepreneurs. How is it possible for somebody that has a nine to five? Is it possible to work smarter, not harder in your opinion? Um, And would you have any advice on that? Love that question. Yes, for sure. You know, we would be brought in as into corporations all the time for time management, it, right? That's what people would bring us in. Bosses would say, oh, you know, my staff has a time management issue. And what we always found was that Nobody really has time management issues ever. We have lack of inspiration <laughs> because I, I like to think about uh, the analogy of like like a, a kid, like my son. Like nobody has to convince him to manage his time so that he can play Fortnite, you know, play the Xbox. It's like he is so – he will create time. He will get up early for the things that he is inspired by. And so – 
we are, we always make time for what we are inspired by. Now it gets a little bit tricky if we do feel like we're in a job that maybe isn't lighting us up. Mm. And, you know, of course there's that part of us that's going to say like, find the thing that you really want to do. But sometimes we need to, maybe we're in transition. Maybe this job is funding or fueling our, our dreams. Right. And so there, there Mm. will be times where there are going to be things that you don't necessarily want to do, but they are serving the greatest picture. And that is the way that we find inspiration for the things that are less exciting to us at the time. So when you're going to your job and you're reminding yourself, okay, I am here because I have this calling inside and this job is giving me a paycheck. It's believing in me. It is like my uh, angel investor for my dreams. And so when you begin to link it together with what you value most, maybe for you, it's, it's family that you value most. So how is your nine to five job supporting your family, giving you uh, the ability to put food on the table? When we begin to link the things that are less exciting with the things that are most inspiring to us, we tend to be able to, um, it feels more aligned. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, that being said, so we we absolutely, when we were working with corporations, we could help people to hate their jobs less. And and then there were the people that were like, oh my gosh, I get it. Like they're meant to be there. We don't necessarily feel that everybody is supposed to be an entrepreneur. You believe that everybody deserves to love their life and to get up and get up excited about their day. And if you can't figure out how to find excitement for the thing that you're doing, then it's time to really take a step back and and ask yourself some quality questions that are going to improve the quality of your life. Mm. And the thing I found, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Uh, When we were working with corporations, that big vision process is just as important. It's, it's important for every human. It doesn't matter what you do, you know, entrepreneur, nine to five. It's, it's really creating alignment in your life for however you spend your day. And we would talk to the managers, the CEOs, anybody who was really struggling to find, uh, you know, the results that they were looking for in their team. Maybe they, we, we worked with people who, loved their teams and they just wanted the best for them. And we would always say, what is the big vision for your business, for your department, for your life, for your employees' lives and the the collective, right? The team as a whole. And how can we bring whatever you guys do during the day into alignment with those things? And that was a really big game changer because it helps with a lot of like there's, there's like residual benefits, right? So communication becomes stronger because everybody's, everybody understands the, the bigger purpose. Uh, people work together better, right? And it's, mm-hmm. a lot of times with teams, it's a communication issue where from the top, we understand why we're doing what we're doing, why we ask certain people to carry out certain responsibilities. But sometimes for whatever reason, that communication doesn't get trickled down to wherever it needs to. And so people are like, well, okay, I'm doing this. I have no idea why. It feels like a big waste of my time. And sometimes it is a waste of time, but no one's ever like stopped to process and think about why are we doing this? So yeah, but yeah, not getting that feedback makes you just not want to do it if you feel like you're just wasting time on something pointless. So yeah. Absolutely. And and it creates, the other thing is it creates that two-way communication stream, right? So if someone feels like it's a waste of time and they're like, I see a better way to do this, they can speak up because they understand what the bigger mission is. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's positive all the way around for sure. Yeah. It's interesting. I had a chat with someone on my team today, um, about sort of taking on some other responsibilities and doing another job. And the first thing I said is like, what, what are your passions like right now? Like, what are your interests? Like, where do you want to be going? Because I don't know that it's the right fit for her just based on what she wants to be doing. But I just thought it's so important to figure that out because sometimes we just like force these things on people and it's like, wait a second, you're going to, someone's going to work well for you when you're tapping into their qualities and their passions. So find the things that they want to do and give them that rather than just like shove a bunch of stuff on there. So yeah, very important point. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. It's like that taking of this, the step back is what most people, especially if their lives feel very full, we're constantly just putting out fires, daily fires. And we're so in our business, in our day-to-day that we don't take that time to just kind of step back. It's like one of those paintings, right? Like step back and look mm-hmm. at the, the picture actually of, of what it is. And, and then to identify uh, one of the things that we continually have to work through ourselves and we see a lot in our clients is this thing that happens where we want to keep doing things a certain way because we've always done them that way. We saw that a lot in corporate, right? Like how many times do people are like, I don't know why I do it this way. It's just always been done that way. So yeah. can you take almost like a little sabbatical from, from your everyday to say, okay, is this working? Do I love this? It's like an inventory of all the, your systems, everything that you do. And the resistance that people have is that that takes time, right? So when we're mm-hmm. feeling time crunch, we're like, well, I don't even have time to step back and see. But if we can have that bigger picture in mind and remember that taking some time out to revamp our systems, to really examine our standard operating procedures to see if they're the most efficient, if they're working for us, if we enjoy them, it will save us so much time in the long run. And Pua and I do this together all the time, maybe about once a quarter, we look at everything that we're doing. It's like it's like the Marie method of like your business. Like we just take everything and dump it on in a pile, <laughs> a virtual pile in front of us. And we ask ourselves like, do we love this? Do we keep it? Yes. Oh, I love that part of our business. Okay, let's keep it. Is this mm-hmm. working for us? Eh, I don't know. It doesn't do much for me. Okay, let's get rid of it. So that's a, another thing too. Is, or I'm so grateful to have a pua in my life. Like that's actually my my greatest work smarter hack ever is, <laughs> <laughs> is to have a pua in your life. But really to have somebody there who is aligned in in your beliefs, in your mission. That you know, pua and I, we do not move forward in any aspect of our business if it doesn't feel really good to both of us. So both of us are committed to operating by feel. So if something feels sticky, if something just does not feel right, that's our our sign, our signal to step back and say, okay, what is it about this that doesn't feel right? And let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's, you know, tweak it, reinvent, massage it, change it, dump it, whatever we need to do so that we both feel good. And we know, because when we both feel good, we're like, oh, you know, we like feeling. it's like yes. a flow. Like, and, and I, and I know too, the interesting mm-hmm. thing that I find is the resistance comes sometimes where it, it, I'm torn between, is it because I'm just fearful and doubtful and like worried about what people say or think or not feeling good enough? And is that the resistance? And again, but it's just kind of having the awareness enough to, to listen to that. But for me, I kind of made a decision recently to sort of step more into speaking and it just felt right. Like I was like, yep, this feels good. And I've been going around and around with what do I want to do? Do I want to do coaching? Things like that. And there's, there's still a resistance there. It's like, it's such a strange process, which obviously you, you, you guys have been through too. Um, 
And I'm like, that just doesn't feel right. But yeah, it, it, always having that check-in to kind of see where you're going, which is similar. Oh, oh so many things to think about. <laughs> the question that Olio asked that's related to this, so we'll go back to this. But on your point of um, having your pua, um, um, one of the things that I'd like, I have a friend called Ben who has, um, he's a fantastic businessman. He does so much. He's just, I just love him. He's just got this like Zen quality about him, even though he's like a huge badass in every way and is a killer in the music industry. Like, and then you just meet him and he's just so chill. Um, and so he had told me once, he runs all these music festivals and music conferences and manages artists and all sorts of everything. Um, and he had said that like finding your business partners is one of the most important things that you can do. Um, and so I would love to hear from you about, I mean, obviously you are friends and work together and stuff just to, to sort of talk about the importance of finding the right people to work with and kind of what you would advise to people. Because I personally, um, hate working on my own. Like I much rather be with people, but then I, I don't really know if I want to bring someone else in. So I'd just love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we actually can't give any advice because we've so known easy. each other for many <laughs> lifetimes, I feel. And it's something brought us together and I don't even know what it is, but. So have your soulmate <laughs> and let the universe yeah. do the work for you. Totally. Okay, great. <laughs> soulmates and, and we're so aligned. Um, but yeah, no, I, we love to talk about this and, and people are really, uh, perplexed by how well we work together and, you know, especially people where I'll be like, so you guys are two women. How does that work? Do you guys fight? <laughs> We're like, what? Because, yeah, all two women when put together fight. <laughs> yeah. so when, and our answer is yes. We mm. physically fight often. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we, we do jujitsu together. Um, That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> We like literally beat each other up and everyone's like, oh, that's a great way to take out your aggression. But no, I, so the way that we work together is actually, it, we have some strategies that I think are really, really helpful to share. Um, so aside from doing martial arts together, which actually is not aggressive at all, it's it's actually a very kind of uh, meditative activity, mm. but we do practice it together. And, you know, from the outside, it looks like we're wrestling, but um, we... First of all, you know, we always say we, we just – we're really real with each other and we talk to each other like dudes, you know. <laughs> we, just, we just say it like it is. And, and again, as Kimi said, we're real big believers in following our hearts versus our heads. And we are there for each other to help each other through that. So, you know, when something doesn't feel good but logically it makes sense, a lot of times we'll say in our heads, we should probably be doing this. This makes a lot of sense. For example, working with corporate, everyone's like, that's where the money is. Work with corporations. They have no problem paying you. They have budgets. And we're like, okay, that makes sense. We should do that. And we did it for a while and it was fun. And it started to feel less and less aligned with what lit us up on the inside. And it took our, our kind of honesty with each other to say, is this still what we want to be doing? And so we'd ask each other questions like that. Um, and so our, our communication lines are just always open. They're always honest. Um, we care deeply about each other and each other's happiness. So, you know, whatever lights keep me up, with, if it's spending time with her kids, with her boyfriend, with uh, her family, going out, not working, like it's important to me to allow our business to uh, 
it be in alignment with that and function so that she can do those things and, you know, vice versa. Um, and we also, so we, we have great communication channels. We use Slack and we also have really, really firm boundaries. So, mm. you know, when we don't work, we're off on Mondays mm-hmm. and yesterday was an exception because we love our business so much. We like couldn't help but work a little bit, but you know, we don't typically talk about work on days that we're off you know, weekends, we, we might work on our own, but we don't really get together and do much work together. Um, so we do have very specific work days. Like today, we're going to go to a co-working space together, get some deep work done. Tomorrow is our day for meetings. Thursday's our day for, uh, podcasting. So, you know, we plan things out well so that we can have the, the business relationship, the friendship, and the lives that really light us up. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's just, we got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are so aligned and uh, so grateful to have each other. But yeah. Yeah. Those, those are really fant- fantastic tips on um, sort of when you are in that relationship. And I think I would just say, because it, it works so well for you guys coming together, um, just I think sometimes people can rush into business with people that they might not really know or have worked with before. And I just think that it's, it's quite important to, before committing everything and signing a bunch of stuff and investing a load of money, like really be with a person and work with a person and trial it, like kind of have that experience because you don't really know until you're in it doing it. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, glad that it worked for you. And I think communication is hugely important for that. Right. So, and I mean, if we're big believers in just going on doing it and don't, don't really let fear get, get in the way of that. Because even if you work with someone and it ends up not working out, whatever you learn from that will serve you in the future. Right. Mm. So I think that's the other thing. There's a lot of fear. People are like, oh, I want to go into business, but they're my friend or my family member. And yeah, for sure, friendships have been ruined. Families have been torn apart through business. But I'm sure if you ask these people, they're like, you know what? It sucked. It was terrible. But now I have an amazing business partner because I know from this how to choose, right? (laughs) So don't let fear stop you from taking the action because you feel like it's a good call. Um, So that's the other thing we want to say. And, and also like, oh my God, oh my God, I forgot. Oh, oh, oh no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So, (laughs) um, so we work with a lot of solopreneurs, people who are on this mission alone and they're, and our business and our, our online course, we call it the how as long as you got the why, we got the how, right? So people don't have to figure it out on their own. They can come to us for support. They can go through our course. And the thing that we love to tell entrepreneurs is, you know, we're lucky to have each other. And we want to be that other person for you. It's so helpful to have someone to bounce ideas off of, uh, to, you know, just say, I'm going to do this. Can you hold me accountable? Right. And so that really brings us a lot of joy to be the other person for people who are maybe in business alone. Um, so that's the other thing that we really love to do. Brilliant. I love it. Um, uh, what was it? What was it you were saying about that point? I think I've lost it. Um, oh yes. You said as long as it feels good, because you were saying about, um, you know, not having the fear and allowing yourself to, 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 to try it. Um, and then you made a really fantastic point about if it feels right. And I would say if it feels right, yes. If it doesn't listen to that too, because I'm very much yeah. a believer in like trusting your gut. And sometimes I don't get a good feeling about someone. So I'm not going to go and like, 
force something on there if there's not the good feeling there without sort of trusting it. But if it does feel right, you know, give it a go. And I also think that in certain situations where there's kind of, it's a little bit shady or there's a little bit of manipulation, like you do, you do sense that, but people don't always listen to their gut. So yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. Listen to that good old gut trying to convince yourself to make something happen. If you find yourself like, you know, really trying to justify it, that is probably a sign that just take some time and really feel into it. Really great point. Even as a, someone that works for myself, I feel like I have to be working. And there's that like bit of feeling about guilt if you're not working every minute of the day. And we do have to kind of start to focus and it's okay to think about us. You know, even as I say that, I'm like, oh, that's so selfish. This is this whole English thing where we don't sort of <laughs> say nice things about ourselves. But it is okay to do that and think about what you want and put yourself first. So yeah, any other thoughts on that? Yeah. And ju- well, just remembering too, that the more that we take care of ourselves, I think this is for heart-based entrepreneurs and, and just heart-led people in general, we forget that the more we take care of ourselves, the more we can serve. So when we mm. connect back to our mission, to the people that we're serving, then we recognize self-care. We recognize taking a nap if we need a nap, going to bed early if that's what it's being called for, whatever it takes, working out the things that take care of our body, our soul, our spirit, then oh my gosh, we can serve so many more people. We, we can oh, yeah. show up in our lives in a completely different way and they become non-negotiables. And we mm. love, that's why with our clients, we always start there because it's the question is, what do you need? What are your non-negotiables for you showing up as the best version of yourself for, the, for your mission, for the mm. people that you want to serve? And when you start there, then you have those beautiful boundaries set in place. And we see this all the time where, a lot of times people will do something as simple as like set up their calendar before they do this inner check of what they need in terms of showing up as their best self. So we'll, we'll start working with a client and we look at their coaching calendar if they're a coach and they're available like 24 hours a day. (laughs) And so if we take a step back before we start, as Pua said, building all the things and we say, okay, Uh, when do I work best? When do I feel best? What are the things that make me feel the best? And we plug those in first, then you create your calendar after that and people can pop in and you're showing up and serving at the highest level possible. So yeah, just another little hack (laughs) in terms of starting, starting with the big vision first. Yeah, this is, this is a much better way around of doing it. Um, and on, the, on your point of taking care of yourself, I have a girlfriend that's um, a mom, three kids, a businesswoman, as well as a job and, you know, starting her own company as well, a wife, like just give so much and she's exhausted. And we were talking recently and she kind of wants to go to the gym and do this exercise and she just doesn't have time. And I was like, you need to have the time for you because, and like, even if that feels selfish to do it, please recognize that by you taking this time for you, it's allowing you to give to other people. So even if you can't take that time just to give yourself a break and have that, remind yourself that that's you recharging for everyone else. So yeah, it's such an important point. What if you're stretched between a job, uh, a kid going back to school and following passions, um, beginning of side jobs? So it sounds like she's got a lot going on. Um, I have so many goals and not enough time. What would you, what would you say? I, I guess you've kind of already talked on that, like finding the, actually, no, what, what would you say to that? Yeah. <laughs> We, uh, we, we work with people like this all the time, actually. Um, and that's really, I, I guess it's, it's, it's our vibe, right? Like we're idea people. And so we end up attracting people with all these beautiful ideas. And I think it, it might be human nature, right? Where we, when we feel too overwhelmed, either, you know, good or bad, too many ideas or too much to do, we shut down. 
And I think that's what cripples entrepreneurs or, or potential business owners, right? They're like, I have all these ways to serve all these fun things that I want to do, but I, I, it's too much. And I, and I, and I don't want to do it. I, I, I'm just going to work. It's easier. <laughs> right. That's me. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah, it was us too, <laughs> for sure. And the one thing that changed everything for us and that we coach people to do is plan. <laughs> planning is like planning kills overwhelm. It is overwhelm's enemy. And as soon as you can really get into the groove of, so we do weekly planning. So I know, I don't know if people listening have like a daily planner or a journal or something where they're, you know, every day you wake up and you do all these things for, for me, at least I won't speak for Kimmy, even though I think I could probably could. (laughs) Uh, If, if I do something daily, I want to do it daily. And as soon as I miss a day, I have to throw it away. It's, it's done. I, I, can't, I can't break the chain. And that has been kind of the, the thing that stopped me personally from doing any sort of daily planning at all uh, up until we started this business. Um, and so we would meet weekly to plan our podcast. And through that meeting, this was, this was like way back in the beginning, through that meeting, we would kind of check in with each other and we realized that we would do a little bit of planning for the week before we even planned our podcast episode. And we're like, whoa, this is really good. A weekly, a weekly planning schedule is very sustainable. So it, it would do several things. It would keep us in alignment with what we wanted to accomplish that week. It would help us to take a bigger kind of uh, step back and take a big picture look at what was going on. Did all of this still make sense? We'd ask ourselves questions. You know, what, what are three things that we can do this week that will move our lives and our businesses forward? Uh, you know, all sorts of things. And, and if anybody's interested in this, we actually have a copy of a planner that we created and we're happy to send it to you. Um, and so, you know, this, this really changed everything for us. And so when we work with people who have kids, right, they have young children, single moms, uh, people who have a a full-time job and also a side business, people who just feel overwhelmed because they don't know which idea to go with first, we tell them, sit down and do some planning. Mm. Choose, Choose one thing to focus on this week and see, see what happens when you really plan out your schedule. Uh, one example in particular is coming to mind. This woman, wonderful woman, very, very talented with a heart to serve, lots of ideas, single mom of uh, a young baby. I think she's less than one years old. And she's like, I, I'll be honest. I sometimes am trying to do work and my daughter's around and I, I resent having her around mm. because I can't get any work done. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down, we really massaged her schedule. And I'm like, this is not something that I want you to experience. I don't want you to feel this way about your daughter, mm. but I appreciate your honesty. Mm. Let's see what we can do. So her daughter goes to daycare and we said, you know, non-negotiable time, right? The times before and after your daughter's in daycare you spend that with her mm-hmm, because that mm-hmm. makes you, that brings you so much joy. And the only reason why that wasn't the case was because you wanted to be working in that time. Right. Let's work while she's at daycare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So simple, yeah. right? But we often sometimes are so close to whatever it is that we're dealing with that we aren't able to really see the solutions ourselves. Totally. So it helps to have a second person and it, and it helps to ask yourself these questions that aren't necessarily natural in, in reflection, right? Sometimes we're just kind of 
we just go through life by default and, and put out fires as they come. Mm-hmm. When we give ourselves half an hour or an hour of fringe time, whether it's four in the morning, 9 p.m., whatever that you time is that you can find to do a little bit of planning for your week, life-changing. My Mac is about to die. And so what I would love for you just to share while I run and get my charger in two seconds is just to tell everyone about um, the courses that you run because I feel like there's a lot of people that could benefit from them. And I'm just going to disappear. There'll be a little piece <laughs> of me. just tell everyone. Okay, one second. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, Hi. <laughs> We do both digital media creation, and we also have a course that's called Broke Ass to Badass, and that is our eight weeks to creating or scaling your dream online business. And we, this is like, oh my gosh, it's our, it's our baby. We love our course so much. It's how we serve. It's a combination of an online university as well as one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and just a badass community of other people following their dreams, saying yes to their dreams. And just being in the energy of that community alone is incredible. So you can find out all about that on our website. We create online courses for people, digital media, we create websites. But for us, um, it's really important that we make sure first that you have that super clear vision as Pua was talking about. Because I'll tell you, we actually had an experience in the very beginning where we spent thousands and thousands of dollars on a, a website before we really understood what our vibe was, who our Mm. tribe was, what our mission was, even what our product was. Mm -hmm. And we worked with somebody that, um, and you know, this, again, it was one of those things where, yeah, we lost a lot of money. We ended up with a website that we didn't use. And on paper, it looked like a really painful, horrible experience. But from that, now that mess became our message. So we we have people that we they'll come to us and we won't build them something because they're not ready yet. So we talk with them and we connect with them first and say, okay, let's, let's take a step back and let's pick picture that big vision first, and then we'll create the digital media stuff for you. So we're really passionate about that. We want to save you time, money, and stress. Yeah. And uh, we're, so we're grateful. We're grateful for that huge mess of a website that we had <laughs> that wasn't, wasn't aligned with us. So it's all a learning experience. So, yeah. Have you worked with people who, with, with chronic illness? Um, how can one be able to put this into play when there's so much else going on? Yeah, curious to hear about that. If you have had clients with chronic illness. Well, that's a great question. Yeah, you know, I think that this can, as Pua said, big visioning can apply to anybody, regardless of what they are experiencing at any time. And for sure, you will have uh, unique things coming up for you in terms of your time and your energy when it comes to uh, you know managing an illness in your life. But it would be the same questions, right? It's what are your non-negotiables? What does it take for you to show up as your best self? And so certainly we've uh, worked with clients, especially back in uh, the, the health and wellness world, and then moving into productivity, time and energy training, um, you know, chronic fatigue, different types of uh, illnesses that people might be going to that might impact their time and their energy, but it's the same thing. And we will always notice patterns. So we're big fans of tracking, not obsessively tracking. We spent many years obsessively tracking and we're done with that, but more tracking in terms of short 
short periods of time where you take a really clear look at what your energy level is throughout the day, throughout the week, just maybe one week where you bring some awareness to how you're spending your time and your energy. And from that, then if you are, uh, you find, okay, mornings are really, really good for me, then what are the things that you're going to pop into that Mm -hmm. period of deep work time that you can get done. So it's just about, uh, I would say, becoming more and more aware of of your time and energy and really seeing it as, um, and gratitude is a really big part of our business culture as well as our belief system. And so finding ways to, and I know this can feel heavy at times, but it is the only way out is through. And how is your illness? serving you? How, what benefits are you able to recognize? Because the more that we can find some peace there and look at ways that, okay, well, this is, um, yes, it's helping me to get really, really clear about how I spend my time and how my energy. It's giving me time to maybe quiet time to reflect and to think about what's really important. Or maybe that is content that you are meant to share out to the world. You know, just Mm -hmm. as our challenges, Mm -hmm. we share them and we help other people. So is this an opportunity for you to take what you've learned on this journey and share it with other people? So that's a beautiful answer. Um, Just a couple examples I'm thinking of right now that we found with people who have chronic illnesses or, or health challenges we're often when we've been diagnosed with by a healthcare professional, it we we naturally tend to focus on it. And it's something that we it's top of mind for us, right? We're like, you know, it it, it becomes part of what defines us. And that doesn't have to be the case. And we've worked with entrepreneurs. I've heard stories of people who have created businesses or just started to identify what lights them up and started to live in alignment with that. And shift your focus from your illness, from your challenges to this other thing, this service, this this project, this thing that excites you. And it actually has helped to heal people. And we have someone in our program right now who is in the process of going off of her medications because mm-hmm. she is living in alignment with what lights her up. And that wasn't the case for so long. And, you know, we're not claiming to be healers. We're not claiming to be medical professionals, but it is something that we've seen and experienced. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. It seems like Carol says, I'm currently working on a project to serve others also with chronic illness. So it seems like she's kind of on that path already. Um, Yeah. I I talk about him a lot, Donnie Epstein, a guy who works with energy and he talks about, you know, and and everyone that I've spoken to doing these podcasts, it's always people who have um, these great, the great challenges are what is the driving force and the catalyst of change for their life. And so, you know, whether it's abuse or illness or a horrific thing or trauma, that seems to be the thing when you, 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 you can use that, transform it into your gift, you know? So yeah, yes. love, I love that message. Ladies, this has been a fantastic, fantastic conversation. So much wisdom and value. Really lovely talking to you. I think people can get so much from this. I'm going to make sure that, um, 
links to all your stuff is in the show notes and guys make sure that you um, apply to win a 60 minute consultation with these women that's a fantastic opportunity um, I think in the thing it might have a little bit about sort of why you want it so that you can sort of tell us more about it um, and yes you're wonderful that was great thank you <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, you for so having much. us Thank you. My pleasure. My wrap ups need a little bit of work, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We don't perfect. like saying goodbye, so it's perfect. Yeah, it's just be like random. <laughs> awesome, guys. It's just to see you later. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Bye. Um, speak to you soon, guys. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with me, Ioni Butler. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review so that more people can find it. And to make sure you never miss a beat, subscribe to our weekly dose of uplifting content, which is an email from me about the best of uplifting content from that week, be it giveaways, videos, interviews, all the good stuff. And as a bonus, when you subscribe, you get access to the Uplifting Content Summit for free. The Uplifting Content Summit was an interview series with some fantastic guests, including Jay Shetty, Christine Hassler, Alexi Panos, Preston Smiles, Kyle Cease, Peter Kelly, Jenna Phillips-Ballard, and many more about how to stay uplifted. So if you'd like some tips and advice from some of the best thought leaders, authors, coaches out there, be sure to subscribe to my email update and get access to this summit for free. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, take care. Bye.